This is a really difficult question to answer because as we go through different stages in life, the answer changes. I don't know if that means that we become more right the older we get or the more experience with love that we have or if it's simply a perspective shift. I'm not exactly sure. But it's an important question to ask, what is love? Because this word is thrown around quite a bit. You hear it in books, in movies, in songs. You hear it from people in your life, or maybe you feel like you don't hear it from people in your life, or you don't hear it enough. So this word love is obviously extremely important. Uh, it's probably one of the most common words aside from the and and. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. It's a very common word. It's commonly used. And it's typically the word that people use when they, it's a term of endearment and you can love people, you can love your camera, you can love your keyboard, you can love your car, you can love your morning coffee, you can love steak dinners. But what does that really mean? It's important to know the meaning of the words that we speak because words are extremely powerful. If you are familiar with the law of attraction, then you understand just how powerful words are, especially your words. No words matter more than your own to you. That's a really interesting thing to say too, because on this topic of love, there's this um, feeling that you get when you really like somebody or you're really infatuated with somebody and you really want their approval and their attention and their words of affirmation and their time. And yeah, that's kind of interesting because if um, you're relying on their words to feel loved, then you may not have fully realized the power of your own words. So with the law of attraction, our words are so powerful because they carry a certain frequency. Everything is energy if you zoom in far enough. And so our words, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, they have a certain vibration 
and some things are low vibrational, other things are high vibrational. So you have feelings like anger, greed, lust. Those are lower vibrational feelings. High vibrational feelings are peace, love, and joy. Those are the three highest. So love is up there. If you understand that the words that you say have a certain vibration to them, and you start to change the way that you speak and intentionally speak using higher vibrational language, it completely changes everything in your life. Not only does it change your perspective, but it changes your outward reality because your outward reality is just a reflection of your inward reality. If you notice some people are, they speak extremely negatively and they always talk about the bad things that happen. They always talk about how annoyed they are, how frustrated they are. And those people seem to experience more misfortune in their outward reality. Whereas people that speak words of gratitude and love and peace and uh, speak about the positive things in their life, they seem to experience more positivity in their outward reality. So I'm bringing all of this up not to make this episode about the law of attraction or manifestation, but instead to illustrate my point that the words that we say hold power and meaning. And this, this was a hard topic for me to uh, come to accept for a little while because I'm a pretty big fan of comedy and I am an advocate for comedy. I think it's important to be able to laugh about things. <laughs> uh, comedy's tough because there are some things that are extremely serious and heavy and it's hard to know where to draw the line with joking about something. But I still, I believe that comedy is important. Um, so I used to think it's just a word, like, you know, whatever the word or phrase might be like, oh, it's just a word or it's just a phrase, like it's not that big of a deal. So although <laughs> I'm kind of in this weird middle ground now where although I do believe that it's important for us to preserve comedy and the ability to joke about things and poke fun at things and everybody just have a little bit of a thick skin about comedy because we should all just be able to joke about each other um, and just about humans in general and our experience as humans because it's kind of funny. It's kind of a game. And even when horrible things happen, I think that there's, you know, comedy is a way that a lot of people cope. I don't think it's the only way you should cope, but it is a way that you can cope. So I hold that belief, but I also now am beginning to understand and realize and implement this, this knowledge of our words actually being a big deal and meaning a lot and carrying a lot of weight. So all that said, it's important to know what the word love really means so that when you use it, you're using it intentionally and it carries as much good energy and power as possible. Love is an extremely high vibrational feeling, but I think that 
at times we can all misunderstand what it really means. Is love, is love a feeling or is it something else? Is love a feeling or is it something else? That's the question for today. So, when I had my first real girlfriend, I was 15 and I was in love with this girl. We were best friends. We could talk about anything and everything. We got along so well. And I loved her. I had love for her. I loved things about her. I loved who she was. She, she broke my heart. She betrayed me. She, in the end, treated me horribly. Totally unappreciated. I felt very unappreciated and undervalued. I did not feel heard or seen. But I continued to allow her to treat me this way and come back to me and I continued to take her in and accept her into my life. Now, part of the reason why I did that was because I loved her, right? And I also knew that she was struggling. I know that there were certain things in her life that were really difficult and I had empathy towards that. But let's be realistic here. I was 15 years old. It was my first girlfriend. Did I love her? Or did I love the way she made me feel? Because clearly if I'm taking her back over and over and allowing her to continue to walk all over me for years, that doesn't scream self-love to me. <laughs> it seems like I didn't really love myself. And I'm sure we could agree that that's what that displays. So if I don't love myself, is it possible for me to truly love somebody else? So now it kind of makes you look at the situation a little differently. Did I continue to take her back because I loved her or because I loved the way she made me feel? It's a hard question to ask and it's a hard question to answer. Fast forward to a few relationships later. Me and this person got along really well. We had fun together. Our relationship was exciting and fresh and new. And, uh, you know, I was older, I was like 19. So a few years later, I had experienced a few more relationships since then. 
I was now at the point where I saw the pattern of allowing myself to be taken advantage of emotionally by these girls. I was aware of that pattern. Awareness is the first step to change. However, I overcorrected. I went from being extremely naive and vulnerable to, to emotionally unavailable and inauthentic to my true self. Life is just a series of managing overcorrections. And that was a pretty big overcorrection. And because of that overcorrection, I hurt some people. Probably hurt a lot of people. And I thought that I was changing my behavior in this way out of self-love because I recognized, oh, like I haven't been respecting myself. I've been allowing myself to be treated wrongly, treated poorly. And so now I'm gonna change my behavior so that I'm not treated that way anymore. That sounds like an act of self-love. However, when you are emotionally cold and inauthentic to yourself and you are selfish and you are bringing that into your relationships, what's the reason for that? Because if you truly loved yourself, you wouldn't need to do that because the you would attract other people that love themselves. And if they love themselves, they can love you properly. If you love yourself, you can love them properly. And then you don't need to be closed off and cold and selfish and neither do they. So if it's really coming from a place of self-love, then that selfishness and inaccessibility is not going to be present. So again, although I thought that I loved this person, maybe I just loved the way they made me feel. And maybe I just loved being in a position where I wasn't manipulated anymore. And what's sad is I think a lot of relationships are like that. You think that it's love, but really it's something else. You think that you're with them because you love them. But that's kind of a paradox, isn't it? If you truly love somebody, does that mean that you have to be with them? What does that mean to love somebody? And this episode isn't just about loving other people. It's just about what love really is. So does the context change the meaning? If I love myself, does love mean something different than if I love somebody else? Does the meaning of love change depending on the context? That's also a good question. So let's fast forward to now. 
I've been married over three and a half years and love is not what I used to think it was. I love my wife and I th think that's, it, it's important for me to ask myself this question. I've been practicing self-awareness the past couple years especially recently coming to the realization that I'm not as great as I thought I was to other people including my spouse you know we all have a, a warped sense of our behavior a lot of people just have a complete false sense of their true behavior I don't think that that's the case for me, but would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. I've been practicing self-awareness because I want to be the best that I can be for myself and for my partner and my future children and for my family and my friends and my mission and the world. If I have one responsibility, it is to align with my higher self because that serves everybody. And that requires understanding what love is because you're not gonna make it very far if you don't love yourself. You're not gonna make much progress if you don't love yourself. A lot of progress starts from a place of self-loathing, but Self-love is what keeps you going. You have to transition from that self-loathing to self-love. So like you start in the gym, for instance, because you hate your appearance or you hate the way you feel. And that is good to start with, but at some point you're gonna get burnt out. That, that negative emotion is not gonna be enough. The only way that you stick to your goals in the gym is through transitioning into that goal and that desire coming from a place of self-love. So I think with a relationship, at least as you're really truly discovering what love means, it's similar in that you start the relationship because you like the way they make you feel. They make you feel different. Yeah, there's different things about them. And maybe they're just so extremely beautiful inside and out. And I think that you can have that admiration for them and you want to be around them more. But why? Because you want to experience those things. It's selfish. You like the way they make you feel. So at what point does it switch from being selfish to selfless? And is that even a necessary shift? Is love selflessness or is it something else? 
Not sure I know the answer. But in my experience in my marriage, I feel that that, that shift has happened, maybe is still happening. Because there are times where I catch myself feeling a certain way or wanting a certain thing and pausing and reflecting on myself, trying to have that self-awareness and asking myself, why do I feel this way right now? Why am I upset? Why am I annoyed? Whatever it might be. Why am I happy? <laughs> why am I enjoying myself? Is it because I'm, is it coming from a place of selfishness? Okay, if that's the case, is that a bad thing? In this instance, uh, it's not a bad thing for me to want this thing for myself because I matter too and it's okay for me to have things that I want in my relationship. So no. And then other times it's like, yeah, it's a problem that you're being selfish right now because it's not fair of you to be feeling this way because of X, Y, Z. It's not fair of you to be acting this way or expecting this because of X, Y, Z. You have to ask yourself these questions in all of your relationships. Because if you just have this vague idea of what love is, like, is love a feeling? Or is it something else? If you have this vague idea of what love feels like and you never really dive in and try to define that for yourself, then you're probably gonna be really disappointed in your relationships throughout your life. And just to tie it back to the law of attraction again, when you start to learn about this law of the universe, and you learn about manifestation and affirmations and these things that align with this law of the universe, you start to learn that if you don't put an order in, almost like the universe is a waiter and they're like, what do you want to eat? If you don't tell them, you're just going to get some random food. Manifesting is when you place your order with the universe. Outward reality has no choice but to reflect what's in you. So you don't get what you want, you get what you are. And I think with love, it's the same way. In a relationship, you don't get what you want. You get a reflection of who you are. So if you are operating within your relationships from a place of scarcity or insecurity, that is what you will experience in that relationship. So if you want to experience true love and forgiveness and peace and prosperity and fulfillment in your relationships, then you need to feel those feelings within yourself it has to come within you first in order for it to manifest in your relationships. So what is love? Love is a 
choice. Love is a state of being. So let's roll with those two for a second. Love is a choice. I choose to stand by your side and grow with you and accept you even with your flaws. And I choose to adore you for the little things and I choose to support you. And I think through that act, through that choice, there are feelings that come along with it and that's what love feels like. That's what the choice of love feels like. So what about love as a state of being? Well, if you want to experience love in your relationships, you must first experience love within yourself. So is that experiencing a feeling of love for yourself? Or is that actively loving yourself? So what does that look like? There is a higher version of you that is already living the life that you want, the life that you dream of. There is a version of you that is successful in every way that you dream to be, that is completely fulfilled with their life. There's a version of you that has made an incredible impact on the people around them. That version of you already exists. And so if you want to experience love and love is a state of being, you need to embody that person. You need to think the way that that person thinks. You need to speak the way that that person speaks. You need to act the way that that person acts. And foundationally, you need to believe the things that that person believes. So do you believe that you're worthy of love? Do you believe that you are good? Do you believe that you can change? Do you believe it's worth it? Do you believe it's possible? Your beliefs, your thoughts, your words, your actions, as you align those things with the highest version of you, you are in a state of love. Therefore, your outward reality will reflect love back to you. You'll experience it in your marriage, in your friendship, in your relationship with your parents, with your children. But it has to come within you first. 
So, what is love? Love is a journey. Love is a decision to pursue the highest version of yourself and the people around you. Love is a choice. You choose to take those steps. You choose to embark on that journey. And so if you find that it's no longer good for you to embark on that journey with somebody or continue that journey with somebody, then you must decide to no longer actively love them. Now, this sounds scary and selfish, but again, we're, we're trying to really understand what love means. We're trying to reframe our perception of love. So if a relationship with somebody is no longer beneficial for you or for them or for both, and going along with the definition that we're setting here for love, you decide to no longer actively love them, that doesn't mean that you can't ever be there for them. That doesn't mean that there's nothing to admire about them. That doesn't mean that they're evil. It simply means that in this context, love is a choice and love is a journey that you share with somebody, a journey of aligning with your higher selves. And again, you can do this with friends, grandparents, children, parents, spouses, co-workers. You can love your co-workers. You can love your boss. But if you choose to no longer continue that journey with somebody, and in this context, that means you no longer love them. That doesn't mean that you can't still be good to them. Doesn't mean that you can't be generous to them. That doesn't mean that you no longer feel warm, high vibrational feelings towards them. That doesn't mean that you can't share any good memories with them anymore. It just might mean that this definition of love constitutes that you don't love them anymore. It's something else. And that would be an important thing to dive into. So if in this instance you no longer love them, what is it? Because in the traditional sense, it's like, oh, I can leaves I can choose to move on from having somebody in my life and still love them and it's like okay maybe it's just a simple shift of I have love for them because love is a high vibrational feeling if you are projecting feelings of 
peace and joy and love towards this person that you are no longer actively living life with, then I do not love them, but I have high vibrational feelings towards them. It's kind of weird. It's really hard. Um, I don't know if I'm right or wrong about this, but these are my thoughts on love and what it is and what it means. Although it's fun to dive into exactly how it operates at every angle, because that's just what I like to do. Ultimately, I think there's something to my conclusion, which is that love is a journey that you embark on with somebody. Love is a journey you share with somebody. And it is a journey of aligning with your higher selves. So if the people that you love are unwilling to pursue progress and positive change, and they're unwilling to... I mean, this ties in so well with the last episode, Can People Change? Some people are unwilling to change. And I do not think that it is healthy for you to actively share a journey with somebody who's unwilling to change. All that does is hurt you, it hurts them, it hurts everybody around you, and it ultimately hurts the world. And it holds back the collective consciousness. So whether or not that means that you don't love them anymore, it's so, like, that sounds so horrible and, and scary and just wrong because this word love has been so vague and so widely used for so long. It's like when you have grown up in a religion and you consider the idea of God not being real or the things that you were taught in church not being real. Like, it seems impossible to wrap your head around. It's scary, it's difficult. But again, like, if in this instance you just choose, like, you choose to not love somebody, you can't attach the same implications to that as you would when love had a different meaning, a more vague meaning. You have to think about it differently. All this is really meant to be is a thought experiment for you and a kind of like a, a sifter for me, for my brain. I wanna take this concept that I have of love and refine it so that I can better use it in my life, so that I can be intentional with how I think about love and how I speak about it, and ultimately how I choose to go about it. And I think that I can confidently say that I love my wife because I used that example earlier. She is continually pursuing her higher self 
and aligning with that. And so am I. And that's a journey that we share together. And that's a choice that I make every day. I choose to love her because I choose to share that journey with her. So take a good look at the relationships in your life and ask yourself if you love this person, if you should love this person in the context of how we've spoken about it today. I hope this has been helpful to think about. I know it has been for me. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me on all social media at The Nolan Void. I'm most active here on YouTube and Instagram. And of course, Spotify, but you just find me. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you already found me. <laughs> so thank you all for watching. I'm really grateful for this opportunity to share my thoughts with you and it's helped me so much and th this podcast has set a new direction for my life and it feels so right and it feels so fulfilling and I'm just really grateful for it. It, it I'm grateful for every single one of you that's listening and all I really hope to do with this is raise collective consciousness. I hope to align with my higher self through this podcast, and I hope to help you do the same. So I hope it does that for you. If you're on YouTube, like, share with somebody who you think would enjoy this, share with somebody that you love, and I'll see you next time.